Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey everybody, this week's episode of the R&R Show is brought to you by you. Thank you very much for supporting the show. This is a bonus R&R that has been unlocked by people subscribing on Twitch, uh, buying Rotto merch, becoming members on YouTube. All that stuff adds up to occasionally unlock a bonus because the R&R show is a monthly show, but we're getting to do a bonus one thanks to you folks. Thank you very much for all your support and hello and hello Ruel. How are you doing, man? Good, Richard. Thank you again, uh, friends, for uh, unlocking this bonus episode. It's super excited to be here because yes. it is a bonus episode. Uh, you know, we normally do a monthly show, but thanks to you all, we get to do it a little more than monthly. And anytime I get to hang out with Richard is a good time in my book. Uh, <laughs> Richard, you look rejuvenated, refreshed, and relaxed uh, thanks to your uh, week-long, or actually over a week-long vacation now yes. uh, up there in Alaska, correct? Yep, yeah, uh, Jen and I had an amazing time. Uh, we rented an RV. We spent, I think, I think it was either seven or eight days on the road, then plus travel back and forth. So it was the first vacation we'd had in six years and maybe one of the best vacations we've ever had, period. We had a great time. And if you're just watching the R&R show, folks, what are you doing? Did you not know there's an R&R extended edition um, where you can see, in addition to the top 10 we're about to do, which I'm very excited to hear what Ruel comes up with, we talk about a bunch of other stuff. And I did a little slideshow tour of some of the highlights of our show. So if you want, you can hit that eye in the top right corner of the screen to check out the extended version of the show, or if you just want the games, um, James, then you're in the right place because we're about to talk about our 10 most anticipated games that haven't come out yet for the remainder of 2022. Yeah, that's it. So, folks, uh, be sure to you know click on those show notes. Go watch the extended show. You're going to see some amazing photos that um, uh, Richard took, and I, you know, I loved hearing all about the story. So, go check that out uh, on the extended edition. But Yes, we are here to talk about 10 games, folks. 10 games that are going to be coming out sometime during this year that we're super excited about. I know the ones I've got. Um, I cannot wait to play them. And I'm going to give you a little spoiler, folks. Yeah. I've actually played one of them, Ooh, but in okay. a prototype form. Okay. okay. So that's coming up real soon here. Anything else we got to take care of business-wise? Well, we I mean, of course... In? Uh, caveats, of course, you know, things happen. These might not show up before the end of 2022. But to make this list, what we did is we went on Board Game Geek uh, and checked out the Gen Con preview and the Essence Spiel preview because that's full of a bunch of games, hundreds of games, that the publishers are confident will be at those conventions. So we sorted by not no, games for sale, not for demo, games, not expansions, and we really used that as the basis for our list. So we're relatively confident you should be able to get your hands on these. That meant there are some games that I think are coming out this year that aren't on this list because the, the publishers have... If, you, if you're not confident you're going to make it by Essen, I'm not confident you're going to make it by the end of the year. So there are some games we could have talked about, but they didn't quite make the list, right? Yeah. How about you? Yeah, that, that is correct. Um, and uh, you'll, I mean, you'll hear about it. Um, now, speaking of our extended show, folks, if yes. you watch the extended show, sometimes we also talk about the games that didn't make our list. So you mm -hmm. get the 10 here, but during the after show, you may hear about a bunch more. So 
uh, be sure to click that link and uh, check out the extended show. Yeah. Also, um, you'll hear about even more if you are a YouTube member or a Patreon subscriber of the show, because my monthly ramble this month is going to be a Gen Con preview, where I'm going to dig deep. I'm going to scour through that entire uh, Gen Con preview list. Hundreds and hundreds of games. Talk about the ones to get, the ones to demo, the expansions, all of that. So that'll be coming too if you're a member on YouTube or a Patreon subscriber. But that's all for the future, because we are here now. We are ready to talk about 10 games, and are you ready with number 10? I'm ready. So here we go. Our top 10 most anticipated games for the rest of the year. Okay. Uh, we're going gonna to start things off with a fun one. Uh, our number 10 is... Bigfoot, Roll, and Smash. I mean, how could you not love that name, right? I mean, Bigfoot, Roll, and Smash. And that's what it is. Uh, folks, Bigfoot is a, a well-known um, monster truck. And I've never gone to a monster truck rally. I've never uh, had no interest in it. But this game makes me want to go to one. Uh, you are playing, it's a, a programming game. So you're going to be programming. Yeah, you're going to be programming these monster trucks to go around the track. You're going to hit obstacles, and you're going to um, go around trying to get the most victory points by being the most de destructive giant monster truck that you can. And while you're do at it, you're going to try to mess with your opponents by throwing obstacles in their way, you know, hazards and whatnot. And, of course, you got to do it in, in style, right? Uh, you have to smash them up in style. Right. Um, I actually got uh, – I last year they had announced this. Uh, this is by XYZ Game Labs. They had announced this actually and gave us a really small preview of it. Uh, but is uh, according to the website, it's going to be uh, available at this year's Gen Con. And the thing that really makes me excited about this, uh, Richard, is the designers, Rob Huber and Brendan Riley. Okay. I think we've we both played their previous design, a game called Titania Ascending, uh, the oh. Roll and Write game. This is their next game. This is not a Roll and Write game, but this is their next game. And Titania Ascending, folks, was outstanding. That was a great Roll and Write. So I'm excited to see what they're going to uh, be wow. doing. Wow. This game here, Bigfoot, Rollin' Smash. That's our number 10 of our <laughs> most anticipated games for the rest of the year. I will be honest. I thought this was literally a joke entry of yours. But, <laughs> really? um, wow, you really... I mean, I was not interested in this at all, but I really love programming. But, okay, yes. you, 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 you undersold the most important thing. Where's a picture of it? The dice! Look at these yeah, dice! dice. Yeah. They're gigantic monster truck tires! <laughs> How does that cool. even work? So I guess you roll them and they roll it. Wow. No, yeah. I'm not sure. Now, I don't know if these were just prototype. I'm assuming these are Yeah, this is all prototype. You can tell these are like prototype um, yeah. miniatures in, in yeah, these Yeah, I'm pictures. not sure how they're going to do If it's going to be Kickstarter, or I don't know if this is going to be like a deluxe version or whatnot. So I wasn't really sure. Yeah. But I mean, it's still, I, I love the designers. I love their first game. So I'm excited to see what they do with this one as well. I do agree. Titania Rising is fantastic. And is, it looks like this is direct to retail. There's no reference on Board Game Geek oh, about okay. a Kickstarter campaign coming. So uh, cool. is this one coming to Gen Con? That, that's from what I understand. That was on the Gen Con preview, Gen Con. so on definitely list. one to check yeah. out. And yeah. honestly, Ralph, this is why I am so happy you are here, because, man, I, I, I did not even give this a first thought when I was right? going through the list. Like, okay, let's move on to the next one. But, yeah. geez, there's some surprising stuff going on there. I like it really a cool. lot. Yeah, I'm excited about this one. So that's our number 10, folks. Bigfoot, Roll, and Smash. All right, let's that's very, on. very cool. Now let's move on to number nine, um, one that I am very, very excited about and I think will be a little bit less surprising if anybody's familiar with the kind of games I tend to go for and the publishers and designers I tend to gravitate towards. Number nine is uh, Lofoten or Lofoten. I'm not really oh, quite okay. sure how to pronounce it. It is a game in which which two Jarls of Lofoten 
uh, which will be the most skillful. It's from Pearl Games, one of the most reliable, consistently reliable publishers in the industry, because it is uh, basically all their games are the generally the output of three really good friends: uh, Javier George, Alain Orban, and Sebastian Dudargin. And they often work together on games. Occasionally, they publish their own designs. This one is from Sebastian, and Sebastian is a phenomenal designer. And, you know, he works with his two companions quite a bit. But uh, it's very rare that he'll put out one of his own standalones. Um, Probably his most famous is Deus, which is easily one of the greatest card special power engine building games of the last decade. It is a criminally overlooked game. It is absolutely brilliant. And so Sebastian is getting back. There aren't very many pictures, unfortunately. Right. Um, yeah, but he's getting back into this two-player. Hmm? I was just going to ask if you could share a picture or whatever. Uh, there's, well, there's, um, yeah, there, there's the box art, which is nice. And there's uh, it's, it's some images. It's not on the, uh, screen right now. Sorry. Uh, oh, oh, hey, how about I do that? Another reason I'm happy you're here, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> Let's put that on screen, shall we? Oh, cool, cool. So there's there the go. box art. Here's what the um, Vikings look like. I think this is the same artist they used years ago on the Bloody Inn. Looks oh, very, very okay. similar. But here's a prototype of the game. And I look at this and I say, what is going on? What is this player board I've got? Here's Whoa. the deal. Um, this is not a Viking pillaging game. This is a Viking engaging in peaceful exploration and trade game, which I very much appreciate. And I guess the the name of the game is coming into ports, uh, trading goods, loading them up on your four different Viking ships. And this player board you have has slots that you slip things into, and it rotates as well. So... I don't know how that works. The description on BoardGameGeek promises a very unique hand management system. And again, if you play Deus, that's uh, th- you know, that's not just empty hyperbole. That's not just marketing speak. Sebastian Dujardin is an amazing designer. Deus is one of the best modern card games there is. So if he's doing something really new and interesting with rotating pl- personal player boards um, in a peaceful Viking exploration and trade game, I want to play this game. Um, I'm very, very interested. So often, two-player games just have to devolve down to, okay, who can beat each other over the head the best? Um, so whenever there's a dedicated two-player game that is about peaceful exploits, I am definitely there in the first place. And then when it's Sebastian Dudarzin, one of the uh, best designers for working with one of the best publishers in the industry, I, I cannot help but want to seek out number nine on the list, Lofoten. Wow, that looks really cool. I, this one totally flew under my radar, mm. so I had no idea about this game. It just, for whatever reason, I, I missed out on it, but that looks fantastic. Yes. I, I love that player board. Like, I'm interested to see how the heck what that is going to work. It looks like right? you can pop yeah. the, bo- the boats in and out. Yeah. It rotates. It might have multiple levels of slots. I don't know. Yeah, I'm thinking, that's I'm the first thing I'm thinking. It. Yeah, like, do you, like, rotate and, like, one part of the card gets covered by another one? Like... Oh, yeah, that looks really neat. Really they're, they're, they're playing their cards literally. Coach their chat. Lofoten is a game for two players with innovative card hand management and a rotating uh-huh. board. And the rest nice. is just, um, you know, uh, thematic uh, yeah. setting uh, text. Great so choice. that's all we know, but okay. I must have it, my precious. Yes. Okay. okay here's, What's number eight? Okay, let's move on to our number eight. Great choice for number nine. This is one I must have as well because one my all-time favorite designer has come out with he comes out with games all the time. This one's called Longboard by Reiner Knizia. The surfing uh, this, game? The surfing game, believe it or not. Uh, now, I don't know about you. When I think surfing, I think Reiner Knizia. <laughs> of course. Okay, not as really. do we all. Of course, um, as we all do. But this one is from uh, publisher 
25th Century Games, who just came out with a fantastic new version of his classic Raw. Uh, so this is a new game, but just looking at it, it, it gives me vibes of Lost Cities, one of his mm. all-time great games. Uh, it's a two-to-four-player a two to four player game. I'm thinking for a two-player game. I'm sure it'll work just as well. But you're just trying to create the coolest and longest surfboards in your little surfboard shop, which is your tableau. Okay. And um, like other classic Kinesia designs, it's very streamlined. You're going to take two, two of three actions. Um, you can add a card from the deck to your uh, tableau. You can take a card from your tableau and start, uh, I mean, from your supply and start, you know, on your tableau building more surfboards. Or, and this is a nice little twist, you can take a card from your opponent's supply oh. and then, uh, you, you know, sort of, you know, me either mess with them or help yourself. Uh, all the different surfboards have different stickers that are uh, different point values. And you're going to go until you have at least one complete surfboard, longboard, that's seven or more cards. And then you have the choice, Richard, you can end the game right there. Or you can continue until the deck runs out. So this like it could be ending right here or there. You can try to get more points by extending the game until all the cards are out. Um, I, I just to me it screams classic uh, Kinesia design. Yeah, yeah, with, very much so. Uh, you know, partnered with 25th Century Games. All of their games, folks, are the highest quality components and artwork and stuff. So you and uh, designs me, as well. 25th yes, Century and, Games for the last yep. few years has been on a tear, bringing out a, a Yes. wonderful wonderfully designed game after game after game yeah winner after winner and i think this is another winner winner chicken dinner i mean <laughs> you have reiner kenitsit you have 25th century games to me that's a match made in gamers heaven yeah that's why it's number eight longboard wow that is two for two things that i saw on the list and said keep on going because i'm a euro <laughs> snob well done thank you yeah i you, you know how much i love kenitsit and you know the fact that He's partnered with 25th Century Games, I think is a good thing uh, all around. Cool, cool, cool. All right, well, let's move on then to number seven. Uh, you love Kinesia. I love designer Bernd Eisenstein, and wow. he's bringing a new design for us called Discordia. Yes. And so this is a civilization building game. Uh, you know, Burned uh, is the uh, you know little independent publisher that could. He's been putting out games under his label Iron Games for years. Peloponnese is still in my top ten favorite games of all time. I absolutely love that stuff. And um, this looks like a much prettier and fancier production than we have seen from him. Normally his games are brilliantly designed, but just like a little. A little dry and dusty looking, but this one looks yeah. very bright and vibrant and colorful with really nice looking, um, you know, components and whatnot, and a really great combination of mechanisms. I absolutely love the core driver of the game is every round three dice come out of a bag and get rolled. The lead player gets to take one of the three and use that to activate actions, and these actions are do tiling to create um, connected worker placement boards spaces, or do the worker placement or do various and sundry other things. And so it combines worker placement and tile laying to build the workers and dice drafting. I love all of those things. And I love Bernard Eisenstein. I love Iron Games. And um, after I've chosen my one die, the two that are remaining, all the other players get to pick from them as well. So it sounds like the draft is very interesting also. This is going to be one that is available, like always, uh, Bern brings his new stuff out at Eschen Spiel. And it would, if I were there in uh, Germany, it would definitely be one I would seek out uh, because his designs, they tend to fly under the radar. And for my money, they tend to be some of the coolest, most interesting and innovative things that come out year after year. And so I am very, very interested in number seven, 
Discordia. Yeah, this one I'm interested to just because of what you're talking about. Iron Games, the ones that I've seen at least, uh, Pen Pandaria or Pandoria. Pandoria. Pandoria and Pact, which was like a card version of that mm-hmm. game, or from that in that world, they tend to be sort of like darker, like uh, like you said, a little. The art wasn't, uh, it didn't pop as much yeah. as Discordia does. So I'm I'm really interested to see this one. Uh, yeah, he does some really clever things that do tend to fly under people's radars. Yeah. So hopefully this one is the one that sort of like you know launches him to, into a, a bigger audience. Hopefully, hope Fing- uh, fingers crossed. Yes. Yeah, fingers crossed. Okay, great choice. Let's move on to number six. This one I've played in prototype form, folks, uh, but I love it. It's called Ready, Set, Bet. And this is going to be ready, and you're going to be able to set bet as well at Gen Con from AEG. Uh, designer John Lee Claire, one of my favorite designers of uh, modern times. Fantastic game, folks. I played this pro- prototype not once, not twice, but thrice. And er- every single time, I kid you not, every single game always becomes this shouting, in a fun way, shouting match. You're trying to get your horses across the finish line in the order that you want because you're placing bets in real time. Oh! Yes, that's the twist. Someone is doing the horses, rolling the dice. The horses move along. There's a couple of little special abilities, too, that come into play. But as you're doing it, you have to be able to bet. And, you know, only one bet per spot. So if you think the number three horse is going to win... You better bet on that one real quick before someone else does. And, oh, it's so good because of the special abilities. Uh, Each race evolves. So the first race is pretty straightforward. Then the second race, you're going to have a a couple of extra different bets come out. And there's special things that for the number two horse and the number 12 horse, those numbers may not be rolled as much, but they travel a little further every time they get rolled. And then if you have doubles that are rolled, you're going to move twice. Oh, it's so good. I didn't honestly. I wasn't sure if this would work, but every time I played, it's so much fun. I'm seriously. How does like, it work? So, is there one player who's not playing the game because it's their job just to update the horses? Now they have a, they actually yes they do, but then they have a version uh, a variant where that horse that player can still participate. Oh, in really? the Betting as well. Yes. Okay. And there there's also an app, so you can have the app run the horses while everyone plays along. Nice. Oh, I, for my money, again, just prototype four and I played it. For my money, it's going to be the best party game of this year, bar none. Wow. Because it's a party game that really, it, it's the closest thing to gambling you'll ever have without risking a penny. Because uh, there, <laughs> there's times, it, it's so much fun, Richard. Like uh, Michelle and I, lo- she actually got to play with it one, with me one game and we loved it. It was like, oh, this is going to be such a hit with our families. Uh, you're, you know, you're shouting, you're betting. Uh, but there's enough here for gamers as well because there's strategy as far as which ones you're going to target and which abilities you're going to use, which ones you're going to keep from game to game. Oh, it's so good. That's why it's our number six, folks. Ready, set, bet. Wow, that. I So that is three for three games that I saw and I just <laughs> walked right past, did not appreciate what they're doing. Yeah. Oh, my you gosh. Know, I, th- this one, uh, to, according now, I played this at uh, higher player counts, five, six, and okay. seven. According to the box, it plays two to nine. So I'm really interested to see mm. how they two did means two it must version. you must have to reuse the app then, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I'm assuming. Yeah, but, but that still makes sense. Nine, yeah. I mean, yeah, if the app totally is, right. I mean, yeah. we, we can we can have a rough guess as to how these horses are doing and how the yeah. dice are going to roll. I can yeah. wow, and from John so Declare. Um, yeah, John Declare kills it every time. I know, especially when he's working with AG. Jeez, Louise, yeah. love it. Nice. So excited about this one. All right. Okay. 
your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Well, folks, this is the episode where Ruel comes up with all the really off-the-wall amazing things that I had completely foolishly ignored, and I kind of stick to my tried-and-true dry and dusty Euro-lover stuff, because let's talk about number five on the list from Board and Dice Games, Terracotta Army. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. Um, this is the latest game uh, from Board and Dice, and uh, let's see... I do not recognize one of the designers' names. Oh, from uh, who did Blossoms. I, I played that game. I don't remember much about it. But Adam Kopinski is the name that really got me on board because he is blowing up as a designer. He started out doing like really big Ameritrashy style. I think was he the designer on Nemesis, if I recall correctly? If not Nemesis, or no, Lords of Hellas, I believe. One of them. Oh, okay. I forget which one. Now I got to look that up too. And I should have memorized that before we started going. Uh, yeah, no, Nemesis and Lords of Hellas. It was both of them. I, I was right both times. So yeah, he started out right. doing that. But then last year, he was designer on Origins, First Builders, also from um, Board and Dice Games. And that was a phenomenal Euro-style civilization game that just really blew us away. So I said when I covered that, that, okay, Adam is on my watch list. And when I saw Terracotta Army, I, you know, the game itself uh, solidified that. This is a game where players are competing to be um, the most impactful in building the famous Terracotta Army. Um, We are... uh, Here's a really interesting thing about this game. It, it comes chock-a-block with miniatures of all the different soldiers. And the miniatures are actually held off to the side in a box where they are kept. Um, so where they can't be bent or damaged or anything like that. And when you unlock them, you literally pull them out. It's got this little miniature dispenser. Kind of like a Pez dispenser for miniatures. Which is just cool in and of itself. But that's not what really gets me excited. Uh, there's uh, miniatures for the horses and the advisors and all that stuff. But the real... Uh, uh, secret sauce of this game is the um, the the action selection wheel. There is this wheel with three levels, and on your turn, you are going to take one of your meeples and put it on the outer edge of this wheel and do every action that that meeple is looking at on the wheel. But before you do that, you can rotate the center wheel or the outer wheel. One can rotate clockwise, one can rotate counterclockwise. You can actually see they've got the arrows to indicate which. And so, um, it's a worker placement game where the worker placements spots are constantly redefining themselves based on what you do and what your opponents do. And that sounds really awesome to me. Um, I, I Just when I think they can't come up with something new for worker placement, they pull me back in. Um, <laughs> and so I am very, very keen, very, very excited to check out number five, Terracotta Army. Yeah, great choice. This was uh, uh, not on my my final 10, but it was definitely a game I was looking at. I I honestly thought, okay, you're definitely going to cover this one. Uh, (laughs) You know, Terracotta Army, I mean, cool. I mean, Board and Dice, they they put out so many cool Euro games these days, and they're always a company to keep your eye on. And um, yeah, this one, I, I can't wait to play. The whole worker placement thing, I'm, I'm always down for it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to trying out Terracotta Army. Great choice. Okay. Um, let's move on to my number four. You're going to recognize the name here uh, when I pop it on the screen. Number four, my number four, is called 
My Island mm. by our good friend Reiner Knizia. Yep. So not only I had one earlier, I've got to put two of my. Uh, yep. One on my list is not enough. Not one is definitely not enough. My Island. If folks, this is based on My City, uh, his a legacy tile lane mm. game that came out I think two years ago. Uh, this is based on it. This is the new one, My Island. Um, and there's not much you can. No, uh, there's just really just the box art. Although box looking art. at the box art, not polyomino pieces anymore. Hex pieces. Yes. It looks like. Yes, yeah, so uh, it, yeah, the the hexagon shaped ones instead of the polyomino. So we're gonna see what this comes up with. The original was fantastic. Yes. Uh, you start with a very basic, you know, uh, in my city, you just start with a basic, uh, you know, land, and then you're gonna put the polyominoes there as you draw them, and then it unlocks certain features after every. I think uh, every mission there was like. I think it was like a, a, an envelope full of uh, different components that you would add. I'm assuming that my Allen's going to be the same, but just with, you know, the hexagon shape. Right, uh, yeah. Tiling. And I'm sure other so, twists too. Yeah. So uh, he's a master of design. You know, I'm always excited about his games. We talked about Longboard earlier. This is my island. That's why it's number four, because I love Reiner Knizia, folks, and I'm looking forward to uh, my island. This would have made my shortlist. This would have made okay. mine as well, but for yeah. one reason. And it's actually here on here. My island. Deine Inselverd um, Einzigartig, German. I don't know oh. that this is going to be available in English this year. Oh, oh! I didn't even think about yeah, that. Yeah, because, because this I, mean, it's, I saw that this was going to be oh. at Essen Spiel. And Cosmos oh. tends to put out stuff in German, and then we don't see it in English, and you need the English version because there's lots yes. of text. Until, so oh, my gosh. I, I, I'll, I, I'm super excited for this, too. I guess mostly yeah. I'm very, very excited for all of our German-speaking viewers because I do not yes. know if we'll be able yeah. to get to play this this year. Wow. Okay, there it is. There's the caveat, folks. Um, it will be available at Essen Spiel, but it may not, it probably won't be available in English. So, yes, our German-speaking friends, <laughs> enjoy. Because yeah, yeah. I will I'm, be, I will live vicariously through you as yeah. you enjoy the I look forward to hearing about it because, yeah, My City was phenomenal. It was a great polyomino yeah. game, and wow. it was a fantastic legacy game. I would say it's top three best legacy games, period. Agreed. It was Agreed. Yeah. so perfectly done. Uh, yeah. Just about, you know, I had one complaint, which had nothing to do with the legacy, but with the way that he set it up. Because after you're done, there's a post-legacy version of the game you can play, which is very yeah. interesting and compelling. It's just that when you finish the legacy campaign, about half of all the stuff you unlocked gets thrown away. And it's like, yeah, all you needed was just like a little deck of cards that says, oh, randomly mix this feature and this feature and this feature, and you have a unique game. Fingers yeah. crossed, the good doctor does something like that for this one, because that would be the yeah. only blemish on what was otherwise a near-flawless game, My... Um, was it My City? My City, yeah. yeah. So yeah. My Island... I Yeah, I, if it worked... Let's hope they fix that. If, yeah. if, 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 if I were still in my early 20s and I remembered the results of taking German 101 in, or 102 in, in <laughs> college, I might have jumped on it, but that's what kept, kept off my list. But that's, that's okay. Yeah, okay. I'm so excited <laughs> about it, but yeah, you're right. Uh, I didn't... I. Didn't even, I was so excited about it, I didn't even check if it was going to be in English. So there yep. it is. <laughs> well, it could be. Okay. They might surprise us, but that is True. definitely not Cosmos' MO. All right. right. Okay, okay. L let's move on then to number three. Um, another favorite designer of mine of all time is Vladimir Sushi. And uh, his little uh, publisher that could brings out something new every year, Delicious Games this year, is bringing us Woodcraft. Yes. yes. Is that right? I'm yes. so glad this is on the list. Mm-hmm. Oh, this you knew I was going to put this, this on the list. Is... Yeah. There's no way. Now, if I recall correctly, Vladimir is working with a first-time designer, Ross Arnold. Is that correct? Right. Yes, I believe that... so. 
Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, last year he did the same thing with Messina 1347, I think, and that was a phenomenal game. And, of course, you know, Vladimir has got some of the greatest Euro designs under his belt of all time. Um, you know, with Underwater Cities and Last Will and, and Pulsar 24, so many great games. Uh, Shipyard. And so anything that Vladimir's name on, I have to immediately check out. And, um, I, you know... I'm really, really interested in this, too. I have to admit, I didn't... I was, okay, uh, this morning, I was going to read up. I was going to see if I could read some rules about it and all of that. But then I saw this picture of it and said, okay, I don't need to read anything about this game. Look <laughs> at this. This looks like um, cardboard Eurogamer bliss. Look at all that stuff on your board. Your little um, elf... Your, we're elves um, who are... Uh, try and get a right side up one. There's our board. we got our elves working in here. We're obviously going to upgrade our workshops. We're going to you know fill them up with all kinds of resources to make all kinds of... Is it toys? I don't know. I don't care. There's a central board <laughs> with lots of cool stuff. Progress meters in the forest and some kind of rondelle looking thing with it looks like... See, honestly, I don't even want to know. Some people, they, they avoid movie spoilers. I don't want to spoil anything. Honestly, I don't want to spoil getting this game to the table and reading the rules for the first time because it looks like it's got some very, very cool features. I love the fact that the central board is literally a buzzsaw that our little um, woodcrafters use to build their, um, you know, whatever it is they're building. And it looks really, really neat. And again, Vladimir Sushi, does he have a bad design? I don't know that he does. Not uh, that I know of. Yeah. yeah one and... of the most reliable designers there is in the industry. So if, if Delicious is bringing out something new, you know it's going to be near the top of my list, which is why Woodcraft makes our number three. Yeah, and there was like some dice in there too. I thought I saw some dice, and uh, that always reminds me of his uh, right. Yes, there were dice in that. Yeah, right. Uh, Pulsar twenty eight forty nine was such a one of the best game. dice drafting games. Period. Easily top five best dice drafter of all time. Yes. Yeah, so yes. so good. So that's yeah. That's why I was so excited about Woodcraft as well. I'm glad to, glad to hear that was on the list. Let's move on to our number two. Okay. Uh, this one comes as no surprise to you or anyone that knows me. Uh, this wasn't on the preview list. Wait, 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 wait. This is this is your number one, right? Because we offered yeah for my let me yeah, okay. my number one. Let me let me read oh. your mind. Let me read your mind. Read my mind. Number two is Twilight Rollin' Right. I don't remember the name of it. Yes, it, it is Twilight Inscription. There we go. Uh, okay. Yeah, there it is. So we I, we didn't see it on the preview list uh, on Gen Con or Origins, but everything I've read from Fantasy Flight Games is it says it's going to be out uh, August or September of this year. Okay. And they're already planning like live streams and stuff, so it's going to be out, folks. I it just we didn't see it in the preview list, but it's Twilight Imperium, the rolling right, folks. I years ago people had joked about it, and I never <laughs> thought it was going to be possible, but it's a thing. It's actually happening. It's a 4X game. It's an epic roll and write. This is not going to be a 30-minute roll and write. This is a two-hour game. It's a legit 4X game. It is monstrous. It's going to take up your entire table. You have player boards. You have central boards. You're going to manage resources. You are going to be doing stuff in Twilight Imperium, but in a roll and write form. So instead of taking six to eight hours, you're only going to take an hour or two. And that, to me, appeals to me to no end. Um, you're going to explore new worlds. You're going to trade with your fellow um, uh, other factions in the how, uh, in the game. Um, I actually started looking at the Polish rulebook because someone took the Polish rulebook and translated to English. Now the oh, wow. the translation is pretty rough. Okay, um, so I didn't I didn't totally get it, but um, it looks phenomenal, folks. Wow. Uh, for all of you Rolling Right fans, this is definitely a step up and beyond what you're normally doing uh, for like Rolling Right games. For you. Uh, of Twilight Imperium fans, 4X fans, they're distilling everything down to a more imaginable level. Um, 
I mean, it just, it looks so cool. And, I, and that's why it's our number two. And personally, my number one, Twilight yeah. Inscription. And not for nothing, solo Yeah, exactly, right? You can play it solo, which to me, uh, as a Twilight Imperium player, uh, Twilight Imperium uh, just blows me away that you could solo this. Um, I know. So I am so fired up about this, and uh, I cannot wait. Yeah, I guess... Uh... Fantasy Flight, they're not bad. Ah, Gen Con, preview Shmen Con. Or maybe they just don't want to commit to Gen Con, but, I mean, there's no yeah. way they're missing this. Um, yeah. yeah, it looks yeah. absolutely fantastic. I yeah. And I, 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 so I'm excited about it, too. Uh, I didn't yeah. even bother, because I knew it was going to be on your list, but I you might did, have yeah. put it on mine if you hadn't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm excited, because uh, I know you haven't played Twilight Imperium yet, but I think now this I won't might have be to. like... Yeah, this is the way to experience it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so excited. Let's let's move on though. Let's see what's on top of the list for the games that we're um, excited about. Cool. Well, the number one should come as no surprise as well. Again, although bearing in mind this is not just based on things that supposedly are coming out in 2022. Supposedly we're going to get Frosthaven this year. I'm not holding my breath. Um, but yeah. of the stuff that I am very, very confident, by far nothing comes close to number one on the list. Marrakesh. Yeah. 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 Um, Why? Two words. Stefan Feld. Feld. <laughs> and I want to do a Stefan M and F and Feld because uh, I love this man. He's my favorite designer of all time. And actually, I could cheat here and say, oh, this is really our top 13. Because not only at Essence Field this year are we getting Marrakesh, a completely new design from the man, but yep. we are also getting, what is it? I opened them up ahead of time. Amsterdam, which is a yeah. remake of Macau, oh, one of his greatest designs of all time. New York City, a remake of Rialto, re-envisioning. And Hamburg, a re-envisioning of Bruges, which I've actually played. And it improves on Bruges in so many meaningful ways. But if I have to pick one, I want to pick the one that I haven't played before, Marrakesh. Uh, this was a very big hit on Kickstarter. Uh, Paul Grogan of Gaming Rules did a great run-through of it. So if you want to know more about the game, I don't know very much about this at all. I don't need to know because you had me at Feld. But uh, I, I love how they've got just, hey, look, here's the... Uh, Here's the scroll from the Kickstarter page. So this is just a way I can just show you what all comes in the box. This is the standard version. I don't know if the deluxe version is going to be available or not. But there's one very, very important thing that um, puts this so far above and beyond everything else. The Cube Tower. There it is. Uh, yeah. My wife's favorite Feld game of all time for a long time was Trajan, but there's no choice about it. Now Amerigo is her favorite because he did something uh. truly amazing with the Cube Tower. And he is revisiting it now as a game where we are, it looks like, um, I don't even know what it does, but we are building up the city of Marrakesh, making investments in Marrakesh. I'm not sure. I don't know what this big network connection of things means or these different towers or these places we could build. All I know is there's going to be a Cube Tower and it's the latest thing from Stephanie felt and i must have it and nothing will stand in my way i will have this played and run through before the end of the year yeah there's a lot of really great felt stuff coming but um again considering how you know the cube tower which was originally designed as a weapon an alternate for dice in warfare games like wallenstein and shogun but he said no these could be used in really interesting ways. It's a die with memory, um, where you can kind of somewhat predict what's going to happen to you. They can always surprise you. Um, so I cannot see what the what my favorite designer of all time comes up with when he uh, brings us Marrakesh, which is my most anticipated game for the remainder of 2022. Yeah, and Stephen, and uh, I'm sure it must be high on yours as well. 
Oh yeah, uh, Stefan Effenfeld, as you said. I, 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 I love that. The that F stands yeah, for Feld, um, folks. We're saying Stefan Feldenfeld. Um, yeah, I, I figured this. I, I was wondering where it would come on. So no surprises there. Uh, number one, and, uh, I was sort of like I, I was a little mixed up at first. I was like, wow, there's how many games is he coming out? Uh, but then I realized that there are re-implementations, yes. uh, re-implementations of some of his games, and then the new one as well. So a lot of good stuff coming from your favorite designer in the months to come. That's great. Yep, but that's not all, folks. We're just getting started. I've got 15 other games I could talk about. I don't know if we're going to talk about all of them, but we are going to end our recording right now and go into our post-show, where we're going to answer questions from the live audience that's been watching us for the last, what, have been going for a half an hour, I guess, or something like that. And um, we'll talk about some other titles. Um, some that I cannot believe. I am shocked shocked that you did not list a few that I did not put on my list because I knew for sure you would do it and you didn't. So we have some splaining to do, which we'll do in the post show. But before we go, folks, remember, um, check out last episode of the R&R show and uh, look for the secret word. There's, you've still got, uh, what, what, when is the next, when are we going to be doing this again? Well, the Uh, 26th, you, you have until July 26th to enter last episode's contest. Look for the secret word. And what was it? It was our top 10 games we'd buy right now uh, for July 2022. And uh, you might win a $50 gift certificate. But otherwise, I think we're out of here, right? Yeah, let's let's go to the post show and we'll talk about more games. Okay, well, thank you, Ruel, for joining me. Thanks to everybody who showed up live and who was watching after the fact. What did we miss? Let us know down in the comments. Um, but most importantly, thank you to all the supporters of the show who made this bonus episode possible by using the, the YouTube membership system or the Twitch subscription system or the Patreon subscription system, etc., etc. Thanks to everybody for helping us go. So, have a... A uh, very, very nice day. Talk to you later. So long. Uh, Bye-bye.